0: When we do it. So, we're in this series, and we are going to kind of focus on some things and hopefully bring God's truth in a way that, um, that moves us along in our journeys. We've been in a series called Go Love. And um, I've realized in, in my life and in uh, the years I've been a part of the church, there are so many times uh, we miss a perspective of who God is because we hear primarily from male voices. And there are so many times that um, in Scripture and in the world around us that, that it's often the women around us that are giving us a picture of, of, of God's love and His grace in ways that we, we might miss. Um, I've realized in, 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 in my time as a, as a parent that God has made Himself known in the ways that He loves us through watching my wife uh, love our children. I mean, it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing. Not always easy in the parenting journey. Can I get an amen from everybody in the room? Um, But when we pay attention, God shows up in in beautiful ways, and he helps us understand a little bit better about who he is when we watch one another. And so I'm going to invite Robin to to help me out today. And so this is my... My beautiful wife, Robin, mama, established in 2001, which is awesome. Um, As a a community following Jesus, learning to love, we must learn from one another. Uh, None of us has this figured out. We're we're all on a journey. None of us are perfect. Um, And and we can always, if we'll open our mind to it, we can can learn from one another. So I want to challenge you today. We're going to talk a little bit Robin's going to talk a little bit from the perspective of a mom, and so uh, the tendency for for many people will be oh well that's not for me that's not about me, um, maybe because I'm male or or maybe because I'm not a mom or whatever the reason may be, but i'm going to just invite you just to stay kind of stay with us because I think God can can lead us in a way um, when we listen and we we stay in tune with maybe what his spirit wants to teach us uh, through these words. Uh, last week, the focus as we began this series was that love sees. Love sees people, not problems. Love sees people, not inconveniences. Uh, I ran into this this week. I was with a friend, and um, we had some things, like, slow us down, and quickly, the, because time is so important, like, we were, we were kind of rushing, and... Um, and he kind of looked at me and he said, now, what did you preach again last weekend? What was, what was that, that love sees people, not problems or inconveniences? And I said, oh, I just preach. I don't really need to. That's my gift is preach, not doing. And, and, uh, um, and it was a great reminder that love sees people. Love sees people, not problems.
1: Yeah, I eight-year-old son named Charlie, and he sees people, and he has such a heart of compassion. Every single time we drive by um, someone who might be on the street corner or um, past someone who looks like they're in need, he's always saying, Mama, can we we give them something? And 90% of the time, I have zero cash, you know? And so I'm always like, no, Charlie, you know, we don't have time. We just need to keep going. And I just sat through that sermon listening, thinking, Charlie teaches me so much day to day, and so afterward, we were in this room, and I pulled him aside, and I sat him down, and I, you know, I just said to him, I'm, I'm number one, you teach me so much. And thank you. And I'm sorry that I haven't been such a great example to you. And afterwards, someone said, you know, was Charlie in trouble? What happened? You know?" And I was like, no, no, I was telling Charlie. You're that, in trouble. Yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, that he teaches me so much about really seeing people. And I made the commitment to him to be ready, you know, when, when we do pass that person in need. And when he sees that person and acknowledges that, that I want to lead him well to understand that we love all and if we have the ability then we're going to help so that was Uh, the the
0: value of children in scripture especially around jesus you know was always lifted up and and i think jesus wanted us to understand we can learn so much from children when we pay attention there's there's this like um unashamed love that children have at times and in our in our rational minds we kind of think you know like well charlie I'm not sure that they really need anything. They're just standing on the side of the road. Like I work through my rational things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and he, he has this heart to just give and, and, um, I, I love that. And we could squelch that if we're Mm -hmm. not careful Mm -hmm. as, as parents love sees people, Jesus, um, there's this passage of scripture and I I was kind of reading through this, this last week and it's, it's when he's about, um, to die and he's, he's, he's talking about Jerusalem and, and really Israel at large, the, the Jewish nation. And uh, he paints this picture of God's love in the way that he's expressing it uh, in a beautiful way. He says this, how often I have wanted to gather your children together and catch, catch this word picture Jesus gives us, as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. You get that picture in your mind? It's, it's a picture of a bird and maybe you could use quail since we have quail around here in large quantities. And like as a, as a, as a mother wants to surround her children and pull them close and protect them. Jesus is saying, this is God's love for us. Like, like he has this love that wants to pull us in. And I often say this every week, you get tired of it. You know, if you miss everything else, don't miss this, um, if you do, if you miss everything else, don't miss this, that God has a love for you that is, is so much greater than you could ever understand. And he desperately longs to pull you in tight. And it's, it's not about like keeping you um, from, from maybe something that you like or want to do. It's not about that. It's, it's about his love for you, like just wanting to pull you in and love mm-hmm. who you are, who he created you to be. I, I, I like that because... Jesus gives us this, almost this, this feminine I- image that describes God's love for us. And I think that's a beautiful picture that we need to, to keep in mind as we think about how do we love the world? How are we to love those around us? So this week, we want to kind of transition to this concept that, that love sacrifices Love sacrifices. So love sees, that's where we started last week, love sees people, not problems. And then the next progression, as it feels compassion, it begins to sacrifice for others. Um, The passage here is, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he Gave. gave. That's sacrifice, right? So for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And I know we've heard this verse a thousand times, but don't miss it. For God so loved, this is a big picture, world. Not just us, not just those in the room, not just those who show up at church or do the right thing. No, God so loved the world, everyone, that he gave his one and only son. That's, that's sacrifice. Um, I, I personally believe mothers sacrifice more than anyone else in our world. I mean, for nine months, just as a starting point, for nine months, every time a mom eats, there's this thing inside of her that, like, takes that food as its own, takes it from her, and she willingly gives up all that she takes in to nourish that that child. And I just think moms have this beautiful picture, the joy, the pain, the sacrifice Mm, of what it means to love.
1: Yeah, you know, talking about joy… Um, I thought a lot about this week about um, how do you express the love a mother has for her children? You know, like, it, it, words can't describe it. And I found myself telling Matt, you know, like, when I first met you, I felt like y- I had to get to know you. I had to understand you. I, I had to fall in love with you over time and trust you. And I had
0: to trick you. He into- had to trick me. <laughs> it took some time.
1: Um, but when you, hold, as a mom, and you hold that baby for the first time, it's this unbelievable feeling of joy and love, so complete. And um, I, I, they didn't have to do anything. I'm doing everything, you know, for this baby. And I I, I can't even explain the love that I have for my children, all three of them. Um, and And through that, through that love, I've come to really try and and understand God's love for me. Like if I love my kids that much, no one could love them more than I do. You know, and that the idea and the truth that God loves us, that He willingly gave His Son for me and my Sin, for, for you, for everyone in this world, it, it really has kind of made me see God's love in technicolor. You know, just being a mom and understanding that love and that he loves me even more. Um, It's just, it's really kind of changed my perspective, being a mom and understanding God's love. There's a verse in Isaiah 49, um, and it says, can a mom forget a baby at her breast or have no compassion on the child she has bore? And my answer to that is absolutely not will I ever forget the children that I held as babies and have raised. Um, But the verse goes on to say, though she may forget, I will not forget you. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands.
0: Okay, now, hold on. So I think the Bible paints images for us to, to, to visually see something. So say that last part one more time, that God has done what?
1: I have engraved you on the palms of my hands.
0: Okay, so when, um, when I was a kid, my, my parents were like anti-tattoo. Any anti-tattoo? No, you don't have to raise your hand, but my parents were anti-tattoo kind of a thing. And then I read this, and, I, and I, it's this like image, I can't get out of my head now, that God has tattooed us on his hand. Like he's tattooed our names on his hand. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Mm -hmm. Like that God has this love and will never forget us at the level that he's willing to put our names on his hand. So he doesn't forget God will never forget you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can run, you can hide, (laughs) Um, but he will never forget you because you are one of his. I love that. Yeah,
1: I do too. Um, You know, another, another, sweet thing about the joy of being a mom is experiencing things with our kids and um, just this week we had um, my our oldest son Connor is 17 and so we were sitting out on the back porch this week and um, Taylor Swift is in town guys did you know that?
0: Rob, Robin, <laughs> my wife, likes music a lot. Like, she got all those songs right. She sang all those songs without sing the words. I all those songs. Yeah. Um,
1: and she kicked off her tour here in Glendale. And so we were talking, and it was like 7 o'clock at night. And, um, and I said, did you know Taylor Swift kicked off her tour? If I would have known that, we should have gone. And Connor's like, I'm going to look for tickets. And so It was
0: the, 7 o'clock. The
1: concert had already started. The concert so had already started, he's and he's like through, looking at
0: his ticket. Through yeah.
1: Craigslist, and he finds tickets, and we go... And I, as we're walking out the door, I lean over to kiss Matt's cheek, and I whisper, I know you think this is crazy, but we only have one year left with him. And so we, like, walk out the door. We get there. We're scammed. We're totally scammed. <laughs> oh, I know. But. So we go to the ticket window, and, I, and the lady's like, I am so sorry. You've been scammed. And but And she slips two tickets under the window and goes, go enjoy the show. And so we walk in, and we have the best seats. And it's the sweetest memory. And, you know, Connor and I keep looking at each other going, we're never going to forget this. And I forgot to take a picture. (laughs) Hold on, hold on.
0: Because you were in the moment. I was in the moment. Which is so much more important than a picture, right? Yeah. Now, so any type A friends in the house? Do I have any type A planners in the house? Some of you are like raising each other's hand. Like, raise your (laughs) hand, honey. So when, when we're laying on the back porch and this, like, starts to happen, I'm like, that's, that's crazy. And in my, my, in my head, I'm like, you, couldn't, you cannot do that. Like, it's too late. You can't get tickets. It takes you 45 minutes to drive over there if you're driving the speed limit. And, <laughs> and th- there's so many reasons. You're going to get scammed. I had that in my head. Yeah. All oh, yeah. of those things were in my head. And I just thought, I'm not going to say anything yeah. this, this time, right now. <laughs> And 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 I told Connor, if this is a
1: scam, we're going to stay out till midnight and we're going to act like it was the best (laughs) concert ever.
0: (laughs) And here's my takeaway from this is that love like sees people and is willing to enter in no matter the moment that's at hand. Even if it doesn't make sense according to our schedule. I'm a schedule person. I'm like a, I can't do that because I've got this. Robin is teaching me how to not be as much a schedule person. To, to enter in, in these few moments we have. Now, some of you, your kids have already left home and you know what we're, like you only have such a short amount mm-hmm. of time with these kids. And it's so important to take every moment and yeah. find the joy in that. Yeah. It. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, you know, it's not lost on us that Mother's Day can also be um, filled with pain and loss and yeah. grieving, maybe the loss of a mom or the loss of a child. Um, maybe you're dealing with infertility or broken relationships, and there's pain in that, and um, there's pain in motherhood. There's, you know, someone told me that we are, as moms, are as happy as our unhappiest child. Doesn't that make sense? Don't you? I, I mean, I carry, I carry what my kids feel and their struggles, um, and so I think that's so true, and I think that's the heart of a mom too.
0: I heard a pastor once say that life is like walking down the hallway of a hospital. And on the one side, you have the joy of a couple giving birth to their first child, the great joy that comes with that. And on the other side, um, someone has passed away as they say goodbye to mm-hmm. a loved one. And and that's that's love. There is this great joy that comes with it. But the tension is there's also this great pain mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I know there are those in our church who... You have multiple kids and have tough relationships maybe with one or two of them. And so there's joy and there's also some, some pain in that. There's those who long to be mothers and fathers and it just hasn't happened yet. So there's great pain with that. There's those in our church who have said goodbye to a, a parent this year. Mm-hmm. And there's great pain in that. Love sometimes hurts, doesn't it, when mm-hmm. we sacrifice. There's, 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 there's pain that mm-hmm. comes along with that.
1: Yeah. And, and I would say that it's worth it you know, I think it's worth the pain. It's worth um, loving so well and so hard. Um, You know, one of the things that I'm realizing as I journey through motherhood is that, um, and I know I've said this before from here, that I try to parent in my own strength. And that's brought me a lot of pain. Um, Just kind of coming to the end of myself and realizing my need for God. In fact, someone said to me, I think it was after church, and I think Two of my kids were running circles around me at the time, and this um, sweet older mom said, "How how do you how do you parent three boys?" <laughs> and I kind of giggled, and I was like, "You know, honestly, I found Jesus in my parenting, in my mothering. I did because I felt like I had tried everything within my own wisdom, and um, and and really not." bringing God into the equation a lot of that, you know, just worrying and the anxiety and am I doing the right thing and not really seeking God through that. And I, I at the end of my rope, turned to his word and began to trust his word. And there's a verse, 2 Timothy 3.16, that was really um, part of my formation as a mom as I started this journey of seeking God first. And it was through the word, through God's word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks that God has for us. And I found so much peace in that because I knew, I know I'm called to be a mom to these boys and to teach them to be men of integrity and to love God and love others.
0: The transition I've seen in Robin's life, um, she was she's the one who will go to the concert after it started, when we were in college, her friends would call and say, hey, do you want to go to IHOP at 12.30 at night? And I'm like, what in the world are you doing? And she would go. And I would be up at like 6 the next morning doing my schedule, my list. <laughs> she would sleep. She would waste most of the day and sleep <laughs> in. And, and uh, she's like, there's this thing that's happened in her life um, that for me is, is both humbling and inspiring. And that is she gets up every morning early 530, 545, and I see her sit on the couch in our living room and open up God's word, and then she journals through it. And uh, she journals about stories of our kids. Um, She went through some of it this, this week, some of the journals from our kids. She makes notes about that. And then she reads God's word and, and finds life in the, tr- in, the, in the in between those two things yeah. where life happens and where God's word makes promises. Yeah. And listen, I know that we say this um, on occasion and it feels at times like yeah, we are in a church. We have to say this like we should read our Bibles, church, because it gives us so much hope and comfort and encouragement mm-hmm. in God's word. And to make a priority of that leads us along a path that is so important. And I know some of you aren't readers. And I have a friend who's not a reader, and he listens to Scripture because it's that important, you know, that, that we listen, we get it into us because it's, mm-hmm. it's such a great yeah. guide. And I, I've, I've loved watching that. And you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> I think my, my most recent prayer um, in parenting has been bless our efforts because we mess up a lot, you know. <laughs> right, Connor? We mess up a lot, and we, um, we, don't, we don't make the right calls half the time, and I just pray for God's wisdom, and that he would bless our efforts of what we're trying to do um, to love these boys, and um, the verse that goes with that, you know, that I've journaled about is Second Corinthians twelve nine, and it's, my grace is enough. It's all you need, and I can just take a deep breath when I read that, that God's strength comes into its own in my weakness. That He He can He can make up for what I lack, that I can come to Him um, seeking wisdom, seeking compassion and understanding and trusting Him to lead me as I mother the hearts of our boys.
0: Yeah, that that (laughs) prayer, you know, bless our efforts Mm -hmm. and, and leaning into God. So I realize I'm I'm very aware that you could be sitting in a place like this today and you could think, Oh well, there's that pretty like pastor's family up there and that pretty woman, not pretty husband, but pretty, pretty woman up there. And she like talks about getting up and journaling and doing the Bible. Like that's for her, but that's not realistic for me. Listen, listen, it is like you will become what you commit your, your time to. You will become what you commit your time to. And if, if you want the word to be a priority in your life, if you commit to it, it will become who you are and where you journey. So it's not just about looking at someone else and going, okay, that's great for you, but I live a different kind of life. Well, we all live different kinds of lives. Our, our lives are sometimes messes. I mean, um, we, we've kind of plucked out the good pieces of some of this, but we also have um, difficult moments mm-hmm. in, in all of this. I mean, There was a moment where, because I am such a type A driven person, that that Robin had to sit me down and say, if you don't quit doing this, you're going to ruin your relationship with your kids. And those are important moments. And it's a part... Those are hard moments. They're hard moments, and they're a part of of our lives. And um, I would say, what you commit your time to will lead to who you become. And so choose wisely what you're going to put your time into. It's it's going to begin to be the map of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So love is is both both full of joy and it's also um, full of pain Mm -hmm. because love sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Love sacrifices. Love
1: sacrifices. You know, um, when I was 15, I felt a call to ministry. I remember being at a youth convention and just feeling God's spirit within me, you know, kind of saying, you know, you're... I've called you to this, and so I didn't know what that looked like. I knew I wanted to be part of his church, and um, am I supposed to be a pastor? What does that mean? And um, I believe it's no coincidence that I met Matt five.
0: I tricked you into marrying. Five
1: years later, and um, the team that we've become in ministry has been so fulfilling to that call. And then when we began having babies, um, I felt in a sense I. Had to set that aside for a, a season. Um, and so to me, my sacrifice willingly was setting aside that, even I you know, I was a teacher, setting aside that, um, and embracing this new ministry, this new calling that we had decided for our family was for me to be a stay-at-home mom. And I did that for 16 years. And, you know, many of you know, our Charlie was a surprise. Um, and we, he's eight now. <clears throat> we were thinking we just had two kids and here we go. And I was going to go back to school and I was maybe going to pursue nursing. And then we found out we were pregnant with Charlie. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to be home for five more years. But what a great blessing! And, and in how God chose th- th- that season, I'm still in the season, but I'm not a stay-at-home mom fully anymore, but how he chose to mold me and teach me and um, show me that, yes, you still have a ministry, that you still have a calling, and that is raising your boys to know and love God and others. Um, I, I felt like the choice for our family, for me to stay home, was something I'll never get back, and it's something I'll never regret, but I felt like I kind of lost myself in a little bit. Like, people would say, what do you like to do? And I'd be like, drive to soccer games? (laughs) (laughs) What books have you read recently? None? You know, like, I I just kind of felt boring, you know, and looking back, no way. That was the greatest gift, but in the season, I just, I felt like I was kind of less than. Um, but I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that I was, that we were able to make that sacrifice. I know it's not for everyone. I'm working now, you know, and I'm, I'm not a stay at home mom any longer, but for that season, it was a huge blessing in our lives.
0: And I remember a moment where you wanted to express your ministry in one way. Mm -hmm. And I was holding you back from that. And, um, we had a
1: conversation, tense,
0: (laughs) tense conversation. And, um, I remember God uh, using that moment to remind me of all that you had sacrificed for our family. And um, I, I remember this, like this turn that my, my role as a husband, part of my role as a husband, is to champion you and to, to push you forward. Husbands, um, this is just free marriage advice champion your spouse, champion your wife. What she feels called to, cheer her on, mm-hmm. like let, be be her biggest fan in that. Um, one of the scriptures that talks about how men are supposed to love their wives is that we are to be willing to give up our life like Christ gave up his life for the church. It's this beautiful picture um, saying, you know what, I'm going to champion you and push that forward, even if I have to give up something to do that, even if mm-hmm. I have to give away a part of what mm-hmm. I want to do so that you can be who God's called you yeah. to be. That's and, and, sacrificial and, love. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. It's it been a, so life-giving to me because I wouldn't, I sing sometimes on Sundays. I would never have done that had Matt not pushed me and encouraged me to do that. Um, I wouldn't be here right now for sure. Um, doing this, you know, I, I joke that this is not my lane. Um, but he's encouraged me. She should do this and, more, right? I
0: mean, yeah. See?
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we've been talking about sacrifices, and I feel like... Uh, staying home, you know, for 16 years is a very dramatic sacrifice, but I also, I feel like it's so important to note that our sacrifices as mothers are in the day-to-day. It's the little things. It's how we, um, you know, teach our kids the hard lessons. It's how we um, try to make the right decision. It's how we put their happiness before our own, um, their well-being before our own. Those are day-in and day-out sacrifices that are so descriptive of the heart of a mom, and um, it doesn't, it's, I'm not, I hope, please hear me that I'm not saying everyone needs to be a stay-at-home mom. That is not the case, and it doesn't work for everyone. I'm just saying that what God has done in my life and during that season was really special. Um, He's doing some really special things in me now, you know, and um, as I, find myself as a full-time working mom and um, it's just I feel like there are blessings and pain and sacrifices in all of it.
0: One of my favorite things that you say and you started saying I don't know where you picked it up but you made this comment years ago that said the days with our kids are really long, yes, but the years yeah. are really short. Yeah. Now, can we get an amen on that mm-hmm. one, right? The days feel like mm-hmm. forever. And at the end of the day, you just want to lay down and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want to check out and watch my show or do whatever. And it's like, the days are really long, but you got to remember those years are so short. Yeah. Um, for moms and dads, for all of us, for grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to end with one story that um, is a crazy story in the Bible. I I always, I I try to tell you like the crazy stories in the Bible, and hopefully one of these days you'll pick it up and start reading and be like, where is that crazy story about the, so uh, there's a story in the Old Testament, and uh, two women come, uh, two moms come to a judge, and they say, we've got a disagreement, we need you to, to decide for us, and he's like, what's the disagreement? And they have one baby, and they're fighting over whose baby it is. She's like, she says that's her baby, but it's mine. And no, no, you say it's yours, but it's mine. And so one of he's like, whoa, whoa, one at a time. And the one mom says, well, we both had babies, but in the middle of the night, she rolled over on top of her, her baby and suffocated it and, and killed the child. And in the middle of the night, she switched babies with me so she could have the living one and I, I would have the one that's no longer living. And the judge was like, whoa. That's a crazy story to begin with, and um, that's sad. And now there's only one child, and so the judge takes a step back, and then he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. I want you to bring me a sword. And so they bring the judge a sword, and so the judge says, what we're going to do is we're going to cut the baby in half, and we're going to give each mom half the baby, so then that will settle the the dispute because we don't have DNA tests and all that. So that's how we're going to decide whose child it is. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that a crazy story? That's in the Bible. Read your stinking Bible. It's awesome. <laughs> so um, cut the baby in half, give it to each and and, and and the mother of the child said, no, 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 no. Give her the child. Give her the child. I'm willing to sacrifice so that my child might have life. And the judge said, now we know who the mom is because she was willing to sacrifice her own for life in the child. Now that's what love is. Love is willing to sacrifice and put aside the self for the good of other people. And church, that's what we're called to be. Mm-hmm. That's, the kind of, that's the kind of love we're to share. When we see a need, when we encounter something that's difficult, we are to be willing to lay aside our own wants for the good of others. Love is the most important pursuit of our lives. Amen? Amen? So let's go love. Let's be the church. Let's be what God has called us to be. Um, now, I want to do something that's a little bit uncomfortable at times and strange at times, but go with me for a couple of minutes. If you, we pray, I want to pray a prayer of blessing over the moms and the grandmas and the great-grandmas in the room. So if you're a mom, a, a, a grandma, or a great-grandma, I just want to invite you to stand if you feel comfortable doing that. And I'm going to have everybody stand in a minute, but I just want to see who you are because I want to celebrate you just for a moment. Yes, Yes, come on, yes. And and now the rest of us, let's just stand up around 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 them, and I'm just <laughs> going to say a prayer of blessing over them. Father God, we thank you for the gift of love and life, and we thank you for the this picture of love that you've given us through um, the women in our lives, and though sometimes we. Uh, we don't pay attention, and we miss it. I, I just pray that you would continue to help us see who you are through um, our moms and our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers. For these women who stood, um, I pray that you would encourage them, give them your spirit, fill them. God, thank you for giving us a picture of the love of Christ through each one of these women. I just pray a prayer of blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Have a great Mother's Day, have a great week, and we'll see you next week.